uh, at 9.37. Time for Barbara's Wire. Barbara Friedman joins us in the studio. Welcome, Barbara. Good morning. Happy um, Kindness Day. Yeah, happy kindness. You it didn't feel, feel kind this kind. morning looking at social media at all. I don't want your job. Not for all the money in the world. Yeah, so the main story that's been dominating social media locally are videos and photos being shared about yesterday's altercations on the Seapoint Promenade where um, there was a small pro-Israel protest organized by a group of Christian groups um, and then pro-Palestinian protesters arrived. The police were there. It all ended up with uh, quite a, a, a lot of different little altercations. Water cannons were fired and social media has got lots to say about this. You know, I mean, the protest on Saturday, which was a pro-Palestinian march in the CBD, which brought together a range of organizations, you know, organized by the MJC. Um, it included a lot of organizations, including SA Jews for a Free Palestine. So it was a it was a wide ranging group. It was peaceful. It was it was as it should be, you know. But then what happened yesterday, just the the stark contrast for me um you know and i'm not going to get into this thing here about who did what i mean i think public order policing does need to be a lot a lot more well trained possibly because i think as soon as you know police come I, in with i have a different view okay. on this because i think it's so emotive mm. it is so charged more than any other issue yeah i i i it, it is so charged i think it's important to to make sure that that yeah you don't know how things are going to unfold you don't know how many people's going to pitch no, you don't, because obviously some people post this are saying, you know, why were the police there like they were? Just because. One in. Should I read it to you? Yeah. Very interesting comment about police deployment, considering how many poli police were sent to Seapoint yesterday to protect a small band of Israeli apologists gathering supposedly to pray for peace, but whose stance is anti ceasefire. Was that police deployment a national government decision? As a protester commented, she has never seen that amount of police on the Cape Flats ever. Sarah in Kenilworth. I, I, I got you, Sarah. And I saw a lot of those comments. Yeah. So which is why I was Prevention raising it. Prevention is much better than you. I, 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 it's charged. I'm it's not, charged yeah. and anything can happen when emotions run high. Anything can happen. But just, you know, just taking a step back and just watching the videos of what went down, I just, you know, I, it goes to what you and I often say when we talk about this. It's just that level of the kind of violence, the, the level of hatred, the level of rage. It's, it's there. I it's, can't, honestly, I mean... You know, the, the, the killing of, you know, over 10,000 people in Gaza in the last month is just inexcusable. It's appalling. Yeah. It is not the way to conduct anything. But just the level of hatred. And then, of course, we have, and um, we've actually got the interview up this morning on Africa Milani's early breakfast show. He spoke to Daniel Bloch from the Jewish Board of Deputies about a comment that was made in an SABC interview where the person said, we know where the murderers come from. They come from Herzliya in, here in Cape Town. And there's been a huge outcry over that comment because it's a, you know, it's a deeply anti-Semitic comment. And, you know, really you can't take all the children that go to one school and, and call them, you know, and say these are all murderers. And, you know, the point, you know, even Africa was making, you know, at a time when kids are about to write exams and, and they're just trying to keep everyone calm. These kinds of comments, I just don't think they're helpful. No, they're not. 
Um, they're and they, and they, you know, in the same way as I think Islamophobia, which we have seen over the years on the rise, particularly after 9-11 and other instances, you know, I find that just appalling and abominable. The same way I think anti-Semitism is appalling and abominable. Um, you know, you, you don't paint yeah. a, a, a but, religion but what, or a people with one But this is brush. what's happening. The ultra-right, the fanatical exactly. left, exactly. Uh, the, the religious fanatics are all now getting into the fray. Exactly. And then and that's all you see. That's, that's the noise, the 10% noise on the left or the, on the one side, on the other side. And everyone else is trying to work for peace, get silenced. And the Israeli government is not helping at this Not point, at all. Yeah. At, and ceasefire is what we should call for. Exactly. And I know there are lots of people who say, why you can't have a ceasefire? Well, I'll, I mean, to me, ceasefire is what yeah. you have to have. Yeah, I, I really don't think that uh, the, the ultra-right um, government there now is a good partner to peace not either. Even, and we've got to be frank all. about that. Absolutely. Um, and then the second story is even as, or if not more, depressing. Um, and that is this shocking uh, story of this uh, Seaput student who was allegedly, we say that because obviously that hasn't, you know, he hasn't been found guilty yet, um, stabbed by her partner at a private seaport residence on the weekend on Saturday. And I think what is worse is that the videos that were taken of this woman Sad. being shared on social media. And yes, this morning, and partly because I kind of felt it hard to talk about it without looking, I did go and look on Twitter. And I was absolutely horrified. And excuse, and I mean, if anyone doesn't want to listen to the next few seconds, then please just turn your radio down. But, you know, just seeing her lying there on the ground and the blood and the fact that people were still standing. No, don't watch it. But I mean, I can't watch don't it. Don't watch it. But the thing is, is that I think the shocking part was how long it took before. Yes, some guys did go in and help and get her help. But how many people were videoing this? You know, this is this is like a black mirror moment. You know, are we all videoing before we do anything? And um, it's always this issue in, in these kinds of instances. And um, and then obviously people posting all sorts of information about the, the, the couple on social media. And this becomes such a big thing. And, you know, they'd only just had a gender based violence March uh, the day before uh, the Seaport campus and then the very next day um, this happened she is in Tigerberg Hospital as I understand it she was going in for emergency surgery the campus um, did put out a statement uh, the Seaport spokesperson Lauren Kansley and said that uh, she, they actually announced that the man was her husband and um, we don't know any more details we haven't confirmed any more details at this stage. Um, and this, the campus is just saying that they are focusing on her recovery and well-being and notifying her family. But just one of those stories that, again, you just go, how this level of violence that men perpetrate against women in this country, we know. And while we're talking about it, there's a woman watch. at the receiving end of such violence. It mm. happens far too often. Yep. <sighs> And then happy stories is kindest day. I mean, this is a semi happy story. So, you know, I do. I know I always pay a lot of interest to what's happening to the baboon troops of the Western Cape. People who've listened to me for years will know that. So this story about this particular dispersing male baboon in that in the Hart Bay area, they call him BB2, the Beebster. He's also known as um, what happens is when in some troops, when a, a, um, a a sub-adult male gets older and starts coming into his adulthood. 
And this is obviously a genetic thing, so that you avoid interbreeding. Sometimes a male will start looking for a new place to go and set up a troop. And that's so difficult in the urban areas because in, in the wild, obviously, that would be a very natural thing. But here, when a male starts looking for a new troop, where do you go between highways and byways and suburbs and roads? And so this BB2 is a very gentle baboon by all claims, has been wandering around Hout Bay suburbs for the last number of weeks. And there is always concern from the baboon activists, from the people who are involved in monitoring them because there are intolerant residents who will happily shoot him. There are cars that could run him over. And so Jenny Trithawan, who runs Baboon Matters, put out a very positive statement um, on the 10th of November saying, um, an, um, fabulous news, they've just received an email from the Cape Peninsula Baboon Management Joint Task Team who have let her know that they've agreed for BB2, a.k.a. the Beepster, to be trapped and relocated to a safe, natural area where he can integrate with other baboons. Anyway, since then, they have tried to trap him, but apparently he was trapped once before, so he's a vase <laughs> to the trap. I like that. But they will keep at it, um, and hopefully they will manage to get him contained so that they can you know, gently move him to a better situation and so that he isn't facing the the Hout Bay you know civilians yeah. and I just thought that was positive news because we haven't always had a buy-in from the authorities and it seems mm. like now they are trying to help so, so you say his name is BB2 BB2 and BB2 is uh, really gentle well they kind. say he is <laughs> kind uh, why can't BB1 be gentle and good what happened to it was BB1 BB <laughs> Is Am I not getting Oh, BB. No, well, because that's why, maybe that's why they called him BB2, because BB1 <laughs> definitely isn't. I wouldn't want that name. Okay. Listen, let's anyway, I will, I will, I will let you know if he is eventually trapped and relocated. Yeah, okay. That's a, keep us impressed. Let's find out more about BB2. Okay. We must pray for all BBs to find peace in their heart. It is 9.47.